Well, today, as we all know, is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and um, you know, it uh, doesn't show up on the liturgical calendar of the church, but it, as American Catholics, it's important for us to talk about certain days like Thanksgiving and um, Memorial Day and, uh, and and Martin Luther King Jr. Day as well. So I'll do a little reflection on, on uh, in light of today's uh, national holiday. In our first reading from the book of Hebrews, uh, it says of Christ, I take it probably, I imagine this is the scene where he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's how, kind of how I understand it. It says, uh, in the days when he was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. As I take it that this is Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's my imagination, at least. Uh, I just draw your attention to this line here. He was heard because of his reverence. Okay, this word reverence uh, in the original language, uh, eulabia, uh, there's a number of, of words in the original language of the New Testament in Greek that denote religion and piety, religious piety. Uh, and... Um, uh, Eusebea, Sabea, and uh, a number of ones. Eulabea is, is, is the one that appears here. And that, it's a very interesting word. Um, it kind of, it basically has to do with being very circumspect and careful about how you handle religious items. Okay? So if you can imagine, you know, a high priest in the Old Testament, and here he is, he's approaching God. Okay? So now he's, he's representing mankind. But he's not talking to his buddies. Okay, he's approaching God Almighty, Creator of the universe, and so he's going to be real, real careful about things. All right. Uh, and in fact, uh, from what I understand in the Old Testament, the priest uh, they put in his liturgical vestments, they would put bells uh, on the bottom of the the vestment because he would go into a certain section of the the inner sanctuary only once a year, and it was it was actually dangerous. And so he could die, actually. So they had bells on his um, on his uh, garments to to hear him move. Okay, he's still moving, meaning he's still alive. Okay, and if the bell stopped, they knew he was dead. And I think they had a cord on his on his ankle, and they would actually pull him out. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. So basically, he was like, okay, let's see if I can get this right here, because we're not. I'm not dealing with you know. My next door neighbor, I'm dealing with God Almighty. And um, what, what's neat when we, as, as Catholics, we have the beautiful heritage uh, and tradition of making the sign of the cross. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And you, you, I want to trade the sign of the cross in for uh, a billion dollars. Um, but if you notice, there's a lot of symbolism to it, but it's got two dimensions to it. Okay, so you got this dimension going on here, all right? The horizontal dimension, all right, that we, we love our neighbor. But we love God. That's where it begins. So we got the vertical dimension. And uh, when I think of Martin Luther King Jr., um, I go back to someone, you know, Rosa Parks, and it was 1955, I believe, uh, when she uh, made this this kind of prophetic stance of refusing to um, uh, get up and go to the back of the bus. Okay. And uh, and Martin Luther King Jr. was the new Baptist preacher in town. He was the new preacher in town. And uh, he and a number of other uh, pastors got together. They supported her, um, and there was a, some a civil rights organization that got involved in it and all of this kind of stuff, and they put out this huge boycott of the bus system. And uh, 
king was appointed, everybody just unanimously appointed him as the leader of this whole movement. And that's kind of how he, he sort of came to, came to become famous. Um, and they organized the, uh, this, this bus boycott very, very uh, well. And it was very successful and it worked, actually. Um, I don't know, I was for a few months at least, maybe more than that. They just refused to ride the buses, all the blacks in, in this in Montgomery, Alabama. They just walked and they carpooled and that was it. Uh, and they, they were successful. They got the laws changed and, it, and one thing was a ripple effect. and It just kind of spread out from there. But what's often not told, I think, in the telling of the story, especially if you're a public school child and you learn this in your history books, is there was a very important vertical dimension to all of this. It, these people were people of religion. They were praying. This whole thing was, a, it was an issue of conscience before God. And it's amazing that that is not appreciated. The civil rights movement was religious from the get-go. It's a whole, it was not a secular movement. It was completely religious. And uh, I just had the pleasure recently of finished listening to an audiobook, the autobiography of Martin Luther King Jr. And especially in those early days, but really throughout the whole movement, but it really especially in the early days, he, uh, whenever he was afraid, whenever he was confused, he spent hours in prayer. He would just turn to God in prayer. That he didn't know what to do, so he would be praying. Everybody was praying. The whole thing was a big movement of prayer and, and obedience to the gospel. So it's important to know when, you know, our, the, the social doctrine of the church and, um, uh, pushing for change at the level of civil rights and social justice, um, there's an essential vertical dimension to all of this. Religion has got to come into play. Piety has got to come into play. We're not just dealing with, with human beings, but we're dealing with God Almighty here. And uh, that's when it becomes effective and fruitful. I think today, this, and you know, there's still a lot of work to be done if you don't think that racism is, is if you think racism has been completely eliminated from American society, I think you're a little naive. Okay, so there's, <laughs> there still is work to be done. I mean, there is racism uh, still within, I mean, there's huge progress. Huge progress has been made in the past 60, 70 years, but still a lot of work to be done. And uh, let's pray, though, that those who are responsible, um, and those who are, are inspired to try to work for change and, and further justice in that area would uh, would look first and foremost to God and re- not forget that really essential religious dimension to uh, to the movement. So let's have that our our prayer. And I think really that's a way to honor uh, Martin Luther King Jr., who after all was a man of religion, uh, a minister who really began everything uh, with prayer and um, with that that essential vertical dimension. And I think it's because of his reverence and his piety that he was heard by God and that justice was was done.